right, Eagles fans. It's a Christmas Eve edition of Eagles Enemies presented by Underground Sports Philadelphia. We're coming off Tuesday night football, exercise the demons of Joe Webb, and we took down Gary Gilbert Grape uh, and the Washington football team, those cowards, those losers. You, you wanted to move your game because your quarterbacks couldn't play. They still couldn't play. You flew in your benches because you thought you were the Dallas Cowboys, and you still lost. Suck it. We're back. We're playing the Giants, and I had to bring back the boy. Danny Christmas Kringle King is here, and uh, the last time we played the Giants, it was not so pretty. It was probably one of the most boring and gross games in the NFL this season, a 14-7 to loss for the Eagles, and uh, Danny, you guys are now starting Jake Fromm at quarterback. You know, uh, life comes at you fast, and you go from – your first round draft pick and Daniel Jones to Wognack himself, Mike Lennon. And now you got a, what, seventh round stud future Giants quarterback, Jake Fromm, going to be lighting up the Eagles on Sunday. But no, I mean, yeah, that game was very ugly, at least for you guys. I mean, you probably should have won, but Jalen Rager decided to drop the football in the end. Nothing so new there. Realistically, should have caught it. I, like, obviously, last time we expected what that game was going to be, you could have you seen that ugly mess come from my way. This time, I have no clue what's happening. This game has so many wild cards, mainly on the Giants side, where you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Jalen Rager should have been left at the Meadowlands after that game, even though we would have seen him a week later because we played the Jets. But yeah, uh, he stinks, should not be on this roster. He's absolutely atrocious, and uh, I will continue to boo him at Eagles. Yo, this will be a fun one for you. I th- after the Washington football team game that the Eagles just played, Miles Sanders and Darius Slay were on Twitter talking about uh, not booing the players because they put their heart and soul into it. And I was like, can the Eagles not turn into the 2021 Mets? That was honestly the most fun time. I, I guess it's more fun as a Mets fan because like, the Mets are just full of fun jokes. And when they started booing it, I was like, this might be the greatest thing I've ever seen. They're straight up booing us as we're paying to come watch them win games. But no, that was so, so fun. Yeah, but Miles Sanders, like, buddy, calm down, please. Like, no. relax. Mm-hmm. You're, you, uh, you can handle a tad bit of booing. You're not going to lose your mind. You'll, you'll survive. Miles Sanders has the longest streak in the NFL right now with most yards from scrimmage without scoring a touchdown. And, and if Eagles, like, fans are, Eagles fans are booing you, I feel like that's also in a way of a compliment. Exactly. They could be shouted so much worse at you, but if you're just going to boo, take that as a win. You, like, exactly. You and we're booing Jalen Rager. He stinks. Like, I'm sure half of the locker room knows that Jalen Rager stinks. Like, he, he had 57 receiving yards in the game against the Washington football team, which was a new career high, besting his 55 yards that he had in his first game of his career on one catch. The dude stinks. He's. I, I need to look at his overall stats for this season right now just to verify that Jalen Rager is just absolutely terrible. Let's see, uh, he, was, he, was, he had two targets on seven, two receptions on seven targets last time. 31 yards, but there's that one big drop that ultimately hurt him in the end. He's got 29 catches for 265 yards this year and two touchdowns as the Eagles starting wide receiver three. Hey, gotta love it. Like, I I can't even think, like, Todd Pinkston would be better at this stage of his life. James Thrash, anybody. Like, Jalen Rager stinks. It's okay to boo him. Don't get your, don't get your pants in, you know, all britched up, Eagles players. Yeah, exactly. like. You don't want to turn into the 2021 Mets. We all know what happened there. No. Uh, 
Jake Fromm, though, you got to see him up close and personal and see one of the wildest ovations. We were talking about that before we started recording. Uh, what is your confidence level in a full game of Jake Fromm? I mean, like, there's, like, two sides. Because, obviously, if I want to view it from, like, like what I'm, like, you know, it's, like, in, uh, quote, like, what they call fanalist point. Like, you, you got your worries because, like, Jake Fromm's nothing special. He was, like, what, halfway decent in Georgia? I don't, I don't watch a ton of college football, Me so either. I can't say I know how good Jake Fromm was down in Georgia. But, like, on the game on Sunday, he was making decent throws. Granted, this was against a Cowboys team that was not preparing for Jake Fromm. They were preparing for bum-ass Mike Lennon. But, like, he performed halfway decent. He was making decent throws. He was controlling the line well. It looked like he maneuvered the pocket well. But a full game of it, I don't know. But it, I don't think you just couldn't rock Mike Lennon for another week and say you're trying to win football games because Mike Glenn is not putting you in a position to win games. But, no, Jake Fromm, his ovation was wild. It was, it was The stadium was still full of Cowboys fans, but the Giants fans that were there let out a huge ovation for him. It felt like a huge sigh of relief when you finally saw Mike Glennon lead the field because the Giants were still in a chance to win that game against the Cowboys on Sunday. But then Glennon threw a pick because that's all he did, did that game. So I don't think you had no other choice but to start Jake Fromm because I also view it as like the 2017 Eli Manning situation where Ben McAdoo said Geno Smith, he wants to see what he looks like for the future. Geno Smith was the future. Your future wouldn't possibly would have been Davis Webb. Mike Glenn is not your future. Maybe in the off chance, maybe it's Jake Fromm. It obviously won't be. But you got to see what the kid has in, like, real game action. Yeah, I mean, when you're the Giants, and would you say any of the, the Giants coaching staff at this point in the season, do you feel like any of them are on the hot seat? Uh, I mean, probably besides the offensive, the offensive coaches, because that was probably, well, I don't, we don't know how much was brought in by Garrett and how much was brought in by Judge, because we know Freddie Kitchens is a Judge guy. We believe Garrett was a Mara guy. That's the, the rumor in marijuana the same round. I'm saying – I would say the offensive side of the ball is the most in danger because we might even be losing our off the lineman, uh, offensive line coach to Florida because I believe Florida likes the guy. If anyone, Judge is probably safe. I don't want him to be safe, but I've accepted the fact that they're probably going to want to try and have some stability within the organization even after Dave Gettleman, quote-unquote, retires. Long live Dave Gettleman. Um, Saquon, it's been, uh, it's been a wild season for him. Just up and down, all around. Made a nice little Spider-Man catch last week. Uh, how do you view Saquon in this game, knowing that like there's a lot on the line these final three games, I'd say, for him in a Giants uniform? Um, but how do you view him matching up against this Eagles defensive line? We all know the traditional Big Four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. I mean, to be quite honest, it probably shouldn't, like, it should probably be very close to 50-50 between Saquon and Devontae Booker, because Devontae Booker, at this point right now in the season, is just a better runner. Saquon just doesn't have it. He doesn't have that same burst, that same speed. He's still trying to do too much in the backfield, going east to west, and not just trying to run right up the middle. Obviously, it doesn't work at times. I just, Saquon's just not that same player he was. And I think you could probably, 
get some running going on the Eagles. What, what was the numbers last time for the Eagles against the Giants? Devontae Booker, he had 10 yards. Saquon had 40 yards on 13 attempts. So, I mean, it's just not, he's just not doing anything. That player you saw in 2018 is gone. I'm not sure if that's a mix of the – it has to be the ACL. But, like, if the Giants stand a chance, they had to go 50-50 with Booker and, Sa- and Saquon because Booker had a pretty solid game against the Cowboys. And Pride provides you what looks like your best rushing option in the season right now. And, you know, you brought up Jake Fromm. More than likely will uh, be chucking the ball up to Kenny Galladay because he'll actually use him and actually throw to him. Again, we get that that former Lions matchup, potentially, of Darius Slay on Kenny Galladay. Um, do you want Jake Fromm throwing at Pro Bowl corner Darius Slay? I, I said I'll talk to Giants. I feel like Jake Fromm might view Kenny Galladay as like a shiny toy that he wants to play with. And I honestly, why not? You're paying the guy $72 million. Kenny Galladay is known as a guy that can go up one-on-one and catch those contested catches. Why not use him? What do you have to lose? I mean, like what? He was targeted one time against Darius Slay. And then it was like he had most of his, he had two catches against Steven Nelson, Alex Singleton, and then TJ Edwards, which are two linebackers. But no, go one-on-one against Darius Slay. Give him an opportunity because you're already down Sterling Shepard. Uh, Darius Slayton doesn't do anything for this offense anymore. Which is I mean, so maybe, weird to me. He was so good last year. He was not. I, I, it was like it was the 2019 connection he had with Daniel yeah. Jones was I mean, fall like people said he was like wide receiver number one material. That was kind of crazy. But you can make the argument that he could have been like the number two wide receiver mm-hmm. in this office. They tried to make him the number one last year, and it obviously it didn't work. And, but then they just don't have that same connection as Slayton. Isn't that just as reliable? I, I always want. I is it Garrett Scheme or is Slayton just like proven like he was just a late round draft pick and he was this is just what he was going to be. It was just like a one fluke year. But yeah, you got it. Kenny Galladay still doesn't have a touchdown. And last week which was the first, time, which was the last week was the first time I believe he was targeted like downfield of 20 plus yards which again is outrageous so why not use it and what do you what do you have to lose just jake Fromm. i feel like that's the one guy he could trust and it seems like kenny galladay kind of enjoyed jake Fromm just chucking him up some footballs on sunday so do it again i mean i would love for it to happen and then it just boosts darius slay's potential to be all pro this season because he absolutely deserves it um and I, I think that's just a fascinating matchup, too, with those two guys knowing each other as well as they do um, and just how, like, freak, freakishly athletic they are. Uh, are you nervous of, about Darius Slay potentially being on offense for the Eagles, though? Probably, yeah, I mean, really, uh, yeah. I mean, like, he's, he's, Jake Frost going to make stupid decisions. That's just a guarantee he's going to make some horrible choices. And I would imagine Darius Slay has, like, a pick or two. But I feel like the Giants are going to – draw up a game plan that Jake Fromm can, will probably start off by dinking and dunking and the Eagles feel like, okay, maybe they're not going to attack this guy now, feel that when they least expected, they draw up one big play to Galladay and he overtakes Slay. Uh, Slay. So I would imagine Darius Slay will probably have a pick or two. I, I've accepted that fact, but I, I you're four and, four and 10. What realistically do you have to lose by playing conservative, you the only thing you're playing for right now is beating the putting the Eagles out of the playoff contention. That's really all the Giants got. And get revenge, get revenge for last year and at this time because like what the Eagles benched uh, Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. Easy. You you you, you, you talked your talk back then. <laughs> just show just get get your revenge. Do that. Well, now the the Giants not only does their offense have to prepare for Darius Slay, the Giants defense might have to prepare for him because. 
Nick Sirianni and the coaching staff used him as a decoy on Tuesday on they offense. He, he went in motion in the red zone, and I was so hoping Darius Slate was going to catch a touchdown. Um, and allegedly, they want to use him on offense more and potentially let him score on offense. So, I mean, anybody's better than Jalen Rager at this point, so you might have to prepare for wide receiver three Darius Slate. Honestly, that uh, Darius Slay probably has better hands than Jalen Rager, and he Easily. might have caught that ball ball in the end zone to Easily. Give, the, give the Eagles the win last uh, two Sunday, however many Sundays ago. Darius Slay will lock up your favorite receiver and then catch touchdowns on your favorite corner. Um, exactly. How would you kind of assess everything that's happened post Jason Garrett? Now that you've kind of gotten a few weeks to. Look at everything offensively. Has it still been Freddie Kitchens calling the plays? And, you know, has anything really changed? Or is it kind of just one of those things where you're just trying to trudge through these final three games of the season and really find a true offensive system for this team? Yeah, it's it's still Kitchens. And nothing really feels like a change. Maybe there's been a few more downfield shots. But the Giants are just trying to see as like to make it to the end of the season with as healthy as, as they possibly can. Because Freddie Kitchens is the off the court there next year. I don't know who it's going to be. Because honestly, that's just a whole nother conversation. But yeah, they're gonna be looking for a new off the court. The, 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 it's the same thing, maybe just a few more downfield shots, if anything. And, and Galladay maybe gets a few more targets now. Actually, that's the main thing that's changed. The big thing from the last time these two teams played was you called it. Patrick Graham totally won the chess match against Jalen Hurts. Um, it come to find out Jalen Hurts did get hurt in that game too, so it kind of messed some things up with him. Because uh, then he doesn't play against the Jets. And um, I mean, I had a hot take on a podcast that I produce with uh, with John Barchard called Bell and the Birdman. And we, John and I both said, because of the short week, because the ankle still doesn't look fully 100% back, Jalen Hurts looked fine against Washington, but you could still tell there were some issues with the ankle. We had the hot take of, you know, it's not going to happen, but start Gardner Minshew against the Giants because it's clear that Jalen Hurts can't beat the Giants right now. And whether that's the Giants as a whole or it's just Patrick Graham knows how to scheme against him and kind of throw those, you know, mismatches at him that it, it throws his brain for a jumble. But do you, how do you view this Giants defense going for, you know, back for seconds against Jalen Hurts? And do you expect a lot of the same or do you expect some more switching up to make sure that you know Jalen Hurts looking at film isn't looking at the same stuff and then is able to dissect this defense again the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia be sure to follow us on Twitter at get in the whole pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf releasing weekly a part of the underground sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I mean, I, they'll definitely change it up, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're running the same type of scheme they did last time. Because the, the, the key to beat the Eagles is have Jalen Hurts throw the football. Because that's not when he's at his best. His best is when he's running the football, and the Eagles have that good ground game right now with Miles Sanders. And when Jalen Hurts can run, he could do that. But if he's compromised and he has to stick in the pocket, that really messes hurts the Eagles more than anything. Because what last Xavier McKinney that week, I believe he was like the highest graded safety in the NFL that week. He had one interception. Who else had the interception? Take Crowder had an interception and then there's who was the other one? Is that Darnay Holmes? Darnay Holmes had the interception. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine Patrick Graham deploys the same type of scheme. Get Jalen Hurts the looks that he wants to see 
And then all of a sudden you have maybe Xavier McKinney circling around the outside. But also, if you go look at the film from that game, it was Jalen Hurts that screwed himself multiple times. It was there's a check down where you had Boston Scott wide or Boston Scott and Miles Sanders wide open, completely missed him. That was an interception, I believe, or what's it incomplete? Uh, the whole uh, the pick in the and on the goal line that should have never been thrown. He threw a take crowd. It was right there. And then there was the one on one contest. The uh, the double coverage to forgot wide receiver that was intercepted by Xavier McKinney. He had someone wide opening out. So if Jalen Hurts is, makes the smart decisions, then maybe the Eagles can have their way against this giant defense. But I feel like Patrick Graham is just such a smart-minded coach. He will just have Jalen Hurts flustered in the pocket there all game and make it. But the Eagles' run game, though, that's a different story now. It was not as effective. It was doing its job against the Giants, but it seems like it's taken another step because, what, Miles Sanders had back-to-back 100-yard rushing games? Yeah, first so Eagles running back to do that since LaShawn McCoy in 2014. LaShawn McCoy, that's pretty wild. But, like, they're clearly got something going. That offensive line just mowing people down. Jason Kelsey, that was another thing. You guys lost Jason Kelsey for a good chunk of that game. That obviously hurt you in some way, shape, or form. But, yeah, I mean, the Eagles right now, their run game is undeniably good, and that will certainly provide a challenge to the Giants. So if they can – slow that down and make the Eagles have to – if the offense could do what they did last time, take a lead and force the Eagles into passing situations, I would feel much more confident to win the game than if we're down and the Eagles are just pushing the football down our throat. Yeah, I mean, it seems like every week now the Eagles tie or break some record that hadn't been set since the 1985 Bears, which is just, in this era of football, disgusting. Um oh. They've rushed for like 175 plus yards in like six consecutive weeks, which is just stupid. Um, this past week, too, uh, Giants legend Jake Elliott, uh, kicking against them, I should say, just moved into third place all time in uh, Eagles points history, hit the 500 point mark. How, how does it feel knowing that the Giants are who kickstarted Jake Elliott's career? What bothers me about Jake Elliott mainly is when he misses these simple field goals. Every single time, I just sit there and think, like, you can make a 60-plus yarder against us, no issues whatsoever, but a 40 or a 30 you struggle with at times? Like, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, that, that basically kickstarted his career. That con- He should be paying the Giants some por- portions of his contract. I, he did I mean, get a hefty contract, too. My, I mean, like, then it happened to us literally the same next year with Graham Gano. Now, obviously, he's our kicker. But I, every time I see Jake Elliott, I just get, like, disgusted every single time because we worked so hard to get back into that game. It should have went to overtime, but somehow Jake Elliott injected steroids into his leg at the last possible second, and he boomed that kick. That boomed photo it. of the two linebackers from the Eagles, I'm blanking on who it was. I think it was Michael Kendricks and somebody else just carrying Jake Elliott on their shoulders out of the stadium is I w- just so iconic. I was so into that game as well. I remember when one of the Eagles fumbled it on the Giants' sideline. I remember shouting at the top of my lungs that the football – I was shouting at my TV that the football's right there. I was like, pick it up! And I'm like, I'm like some weirdo. Like, they can't hear you. But I was so into that game. And I – honestly, what? That was that that was like the beginning of the end of the Giants' season because I believe the next week – Odell fractured his ankle. Brandon Marshall tore his ACL. Sterling Shepard started having migraines. It would Jake Elliott single-handedly started the Giants' downfall in 2017. Honestly, Jake Elliott might have started the Giants' downfall in general. And it kick-started the Eagles' Super Bowl run. Yeah, that's oh Jesus. <laughs> um, in terms of this Giants' defense, though, and matching up against, you know, like you said, the run game is is high octane now for this Eagles team. 
what do you expect to see from you know that front seven for the Giants to try to slow down the Eagles running game whether it's Miles Sanders Kenny Gainwell Boston Scott Jordan Howard being back now too was was huge against the Washington football team kind of that four running back rotation whoever the Eagles decided to deploy out there and then Jalen Hurts as well uh using his legs Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like, like 45 minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I mean, they're probably going to have fat man Danny Shelton in the middle, but he's like, for as big as Danny Shelton is, he is impressively bad. He can't stop anyone. I mean, the Giants, I mean, their run defense isn't anything special. I don't have like where they rank currently right now, but like, they're just, they're definitely bottom of the pack. Let me see. Russia defense. Here we go. They are, where are this New York Giants? They're 26. They're not very good at stopping the run. And with the way the Eagles off the line right now, it's just dominated. It'll probably be a long day in the trenches for them because they just they just can't do it. it. Like it's just not in their DNA right now to stop the football or stop running the football. And that was kind of what they did well last year was able to slow down the run game, which they then pass it to their good secondary. But now their secondary is kind of like meh. It's, it's nothing crazy. James Bradbury, you could easily beat him. Uh, they're gonna adore Jackson out. He's he was one of the better Giants defenders of the season. I don't know who's gonna be starting the slot. It might be Aaron Robinson. But it, the Giant, yeah, it's, it might be a long day in the trenches. That's a realistic shot for the Eagles just to pound it down the throats and barely have Jalen Hurts pass the football. Yeah, and I mean, the way that it's seen, because you take away the two turnovers early in that Washington game for the Eagles, and the Eagles win like 33-7. to Like, even if they only scored on half of the possessions they have, say they get six out of, you know, those two possessions, it's a blowout. They really utilized Dallas Goddard for the first time in a way that I've been waiting for since they decided, hey, we're going to trade Zach Hurts. We're going to make Dallas Goddard the focal point tight end. Dallas Goddard goes off and has a a phenomenal game against Washington with 135 receiving yards. Should have had more if he didn't drop slash bounce an interception off of his Achilles. That was legendary. That was just disgusting. Uh, Fix your brick hands, Dallas. Um (laughs) How do you view the the coverage of Dallas Goddard with his athleticism and just his big body uh, from this Giants defense and trying to kind of, you know, take away that safety blanket for Jalen Hurts to really, if the Giants want to force the Eagles to pass, you want him to be throwing down the field and throwing into that secondary, which I would say is the strength of the Giants defense. 
Yeah, let's see. He was targeted three times in that game against the Giants. He only called one, and that came on Tate Crowder. So, I mean, I would imagine they would have Tate Crowder kind of in coverage on Talis Goddard. But, but the Giants linebacker core right now is kind of interesting because they added Jalen Smith. And so, I, if they, Dallas Goddard, they're probably going to try to keep him. That's probably who they would prefer him to throw to because that means he's just dinking and dunking it at that point. They'll probably have Tate Crowder doing most of the coverage. You, maybe you might see the – the slot corner coming on him. I there. I just noticed there's a guy that guarded him in that game against the Eagles called Stephen Parker from the Giants. I didn't even know who Stephen Parker was. I just learned that he played a snap for the New York Giants. Steve Parker. He's a new Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, <laughs> Dallas Goddard. He, he. I feel if they're utilizing Dallas Goddard, that means the Giants secondary is doing what they need to do, taking down away the downfield options and forcing. Jalen Hurts to think and dunk. If Dallas Goddard's having a halfway DC game, then I say Giants second uh, corners are doing their job. I will say I think Devontae Smith is going to score in this game because that final play when Jalen Rager egregiously dropped the ball that was in his hands that even like Stevie Wonder would have caught. Um, Devontae Smith was going to be open if Jalen Hurts would have taken one more second to look. And there's a, vid- a video that went viral on like Philly Sports Twitter of Devontae just, like, pissed off, like, come on, man, like, what the fuck? And I feel like Jalen's going to get him back for it. And even, like, even on that play, like, Jalen Rager was open for a split second, but Jalen Hurts just didn't see And he was double covered. He was. There was one point where he was kind of running his route. He hit, like, almost like a wheel route, and he was had a step on, it might have been, whoever the corner was, he had a full-on step on him. And if Jalen Hurts lobbed it up, he probably would have caught it and would have put them even closer to the goal line. But yeah, I mean, no shot. If that situation arises again, Jalen Hurts would go Jalen Rager's way. It was it was just such a like I was watching that game and I'm like, why are we using Jalen Rager as like the go to wide receiver on the most critical drive of the season to this point? Because if the Eagles win that game, they're even more so in the driver's seat for their playoff position right now and much closer to the sixth seed than they are fighting for that seven seed. And it's just pass after pass after pass going to Jalen Rager, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing right now? He's the worst receiver on this route. I would have rather them thrown to Greg Ward the entire time because at least Greg Ward has hands and can catch passes, but you're throwing to the worst receiver on your roster who has little to no confidence in himself, and it, it just blew my mind that that was the game plan to go in and try and win the game down one touchdown, and... You you saw the results. Jalen Rager comes up short once again. Yeah, I I it was great to see them utilize Jalen Rager in that way because obviously it should have been just Justin Jefferson, but Howie Roseman went with the Jalen Rager out and obviously paid off well in that one game. Yeah, I mean, but I I would imagine this time. Also, what's on Devontae Smith's arm? Why is there a ginormous elbow brace? That was so... not there too. That was not there when we played. I want to say. What was it? I remember, like, I don't know if it was a... So it happened in week 10. He had, like, an elbow issue. Um, Don't know what exactly the actual issue was. Um, It was, like, suffered in practice before, like, after the Chargers game. Okay, because I was like, that elbow brace was either not there when we played or it was not as prominent as it was. Yeah, now. I think he had, like, some sort of just, like, 
wrap on it then and now he's gone to the brace to just keep it more okay. in line and comfortable but yeah it was like a weird freak thing because Devonte was on my fantasy team before they shit the bed this week too and now i'm out of my playoffs um but yep, yeah i think it's club. uh fantasy football should just be abolished that's it where was, i'm at <laughs> it was because what killed me in the end was what i played against cooper cup i knew it was wraps yep, after that same but it was when the football team handed it off to the backup to Antonio Gibson when they punched it into the end zone. I was like, okay, this is where I lose. I was playing yeah. against Antonio Gibson, so I loved that. But then uh, Devontae didn't get that last touchdown that Greg Ward got, and that made me lose by five points. And I was like, see you suckers in August. Um, every, single, every single time I get to the playoffs and I just crap the bet at the last possible minute. It's the worst. I was the three seed and then I lose to the six seed and I just I could not believe that it was that close and I ended up choking. Um, how do you see this game playing out? I mean, I know the Giants are kind of just, you know, dead in the water. There's no real, you know, playoff push, even though mathematically there is like mathematically the Lions are still in the playoffs for some odd reason. Um but what do you want to see from this game for the Giants, and how do you expect things to kind of unravel? Yeah, I don't know how the Bears have the same record as us, but they're eliminated. We're still in it. And I, I heard somewhere it's like percentage of calming games or something like that. The NFL playoffs are stupid at times. But realistically, this, the Giants are going to be pretty bad on offense, like probably really bad, unless the Eagles are just really sleeping on Jake Fromm. I, I think this is probably going to be another one of those ugly games where the Giants' defense has their way against the Eagles, put them in uncomfortable situations with Jalen Hurts, and then the Giants' offense just isn't able to take advantage of the opportunities provided by them. It's probably going to be another low-scoring game, another boring 1 o'clock game, which I hate the NFL for scheduling like the Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Patriots, all the good games at 1 o'clock. It's like, what are we doing here? I want to watch those games, but i got to watch literal just dog shit dog shit game. dog shit but it is what it is i would have this if the eagles don't lose this game or if the eagles don't win this game i should say then they need to have a long look in the mirror and be like what the hell went wrong we lost to jake Fromm, who was on a practice squad three weeks ago uh they don't have sterling shepherd they probably won't even have Kadarius tony so the eagles have to take a long look in the mirror we don't have nick sirianni game. Because this, this is that is he's well, he won't be there. He's also. he's hopeful to be back for Sunday, but I don't know if yeah. it'll happen. I'm sure we'll probably know by like tomorrow. Yeah. But it, it's the Giants are a bad team, and this is the game the Eagles need to have because what they play Cowboys to end the year, which they might be resting their starters at that point, and whoever they play, whoever they play next week, this is a, a must win game. To keep yeah, we have you guys, Washington football team, and then Dallas. What the hell? Uh, that's outrageous. Why do you get us and the football team? That's stupid. But, yes, it is what it is. The Giants are just a bad football team. If you could beat up on them, your chances to the playoffs just keep rising because I would say Dallas is probably resting majority of their starters come week 18. Yeah, that's my hope is that they, they beat Washington this week and are just like, oh, yeah, we're in the driver's seat. We win the division. We don't need to worry about anybody getting hurt. And Jerry just mics down to Mike McCarthy and is like, boy, Sit all those players. We ain't Sit playing them. nobody. Got ready for that first round. I said, there, Mikey boy. We're bringing Ben DiNucci back. You hear me? Exactly. Good old Ben. <laughs> I love Ben DiNucci. I can't believe we saw Ben DiNucci and Nate Sonfeld both play a football game last year. I can't believe in a, in a course of two seasons, I saw Ben DiNucci, Nate Sonfeld, 
and Garrett Gilbert start games. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You know, life comes at you fast, and maybe COVID just enjoys watching poor QB play, because that's what I'm thinking it's doing right now. Yeah, I mean, even pre-COVID, we got got Kirk Cousins playing football. So Yeah, and we got Ian Book playing this week. That's how you know. (laughs) That's very true. I I read a funny tweet that said, like, no no team likes white Christian quarterbacks more than the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) It was a great tweet. That is so accurate. And they just signed Blake Bortles this morning. Blake Bortles. I love this. This game is fantastic. Uh, as we always do, you, we did it last time and recreated the infamous boat picture, Danny King. Uh, it's Christmas Eve, so I got to ask you, what what do you want in the stocking from the New York Giants heading into 2022? Uh, Dave Gellman on the unemployment line and in the Cape Cod. That's probably my ultimate goal. I don't root for people to lose their jobs. But I was really rooted for Jason Garrett to lose his job, and I'm really rooted for Dave Gellman to lose his job. They're going to be respectable and have him retire, kind of do what they did with Coughlin and force him out. But like Dave Gellman will probably actually stop uh, being a part of the game of football because he's just an old man. But please, I want He's got to go play his Nintendo Wii. I want him so far gone, but I feel like they're going to fire him, and they'll be like, all right, here's your, here's your, here's your new gift. It's Lewis Riddick or Kevin <laughs> or Kevin Abrams, and it's like, hey, you just if it not if it's Lewis Riddick, I might lose my mind because I just see what happened in Las Vegas with Mike Mayock, and it's like if some TV personalities don't always work out, but it's it's either gonna be Lewis Riddick or Kevin Abrams, the assistant GM. That's where we're at right you now. You hire Lewis Riddick. It's like Dave, are you sure you want to leave? No, I, I think I would still take Lewis Riddick at that point because I think Dave Gellman is just inept to what he needs to do. But I just feel Lewis Riddick, I heard him, he wanted Dwayne Haskins. I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins or Daniel Jones is the answer, but I think I would much rather have Daniel Jones because I've seen him put me in an opportunity to win multiple football games over Dwayne Haskins. So just give me Dave Gellman's job as a gift. That would be great. I want him so far away from this team. And then uh, with you and I being big Star Wars heads, who, what Giants player would you love to see uh, make an appearance in the Book of Boba Fett? Uh, I would probably say, hmm, that's a tough question. Honestly, I feel like Mike Glennon would just be an alien in, in the Star <laughs> Wars series. So just put, he'll, he'll probably fit right in there in the whole. Can we get Mike Glennon as the new Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, honestly, he could probably fit that role well because everyone would be like, shut up, Mike Glennon. Misa love Mike Glennon. He'd be like, shut up, Glennon. No one likes you. You're useless. Go take your $18.5 million the Bears paid you and go away. <laughs> they could they could do it that way where they don't have to pay Mike Glennon to appear in Star Wars. Yeah, He's already like, made enough money. 
They'll be like, look, the Chicago Bears paid you $18.5 million. You should not be asking for a red cent from us. <laughs> and the crazy thing is Mike Glenn is going to get a contract from another team next year most likely, and it's going to be wild. It's going to be hilarious. I would love, Eagles-wise, to see um, Jordan Mailata as a Wookiee. Ooh, that be that that makes sense. Jordan Malata is the Wookiee. I support that. Decision. With his with his you know down under accent and everything, it would just be great. But I think it'd be weird though if he cried on screen after a <laughs> meaningless November game. Or seeing Devonte uh, Devonte Smith as a Mandalorian. Oh, I could see that. That would be kind of sick. I feel, I feel like J.C. Kelsey should just be like one of the guys oh, that yeah. gets into like a bar fight in the whole series. <laughs> he is the bartender. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I I just love J.C. Kelsey. He's the one Eagles player I respect fully. He's such a legend. Six round pick to being a future Hall of Famer. Um, Danny King, you're the absolute best. Let everybody know where they can check out uh, Talking Giants and everything you're doing with John Boy. Uh, yeah, it's just all talking Giants. Uh, I I just tweet stupid stuff. That's my at there. If you want to see me, just tweet stupid stuff and make fun of my sports teams uh talk of giants you know football but who honestly why would any of you guys want to listen to a giants podcast i understand i mean i think it's funny we we have jokes of times so i, they I would are recommend quite it. hilarious and hey may, maybe new projects are coming in the future who knows maybe that's gambling expert danny king Gamb- gambler expert on oh also i'm not sure if you saw the clip i posted on twitter it was from it was like what fan was advertising on tiktok because they're coming to new york Okay. It's legit the person saying, uh, bing bong, fan duels coming to New York. I'm like, revoke their license. Revoke it. Revoke it. Revoke it. Revoke it. I don't want them anywhere near my state. But uh yeah, talk of Giants. Great. Probably the best Giants podcast where you don't have to listen to guys like Paul Dottino. And then uh we need an update on Danny King trying to get Bobby Skinner to watch Star Wars. Bobby Star Wars next week. <laughs> we'll have updates. I- I if he watches Star Wars, that he, he's just a trailer park guy, trailer park boy type of guy. That that show provides endless clips for him. It just has so much reusability. Those clips. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. So we'll keep everybody updated on Bobby Star Wars heading into next week over at Streamer Season. Uh, but Danny, you're the best. Have a good holiday, buddy. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking nonsensical banter during this Eagles Giants game on Sunday. Exactly. Thank you guys for listening and checking out Eagles Enemies. The support for this show is the reason it sticks around year after year. Make sure you guys are following us on social media at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out our website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Be a Friend, Tell a Friend, and subscribe 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 and leave a five-star rating and review to let us know how you're feeling about each and every eagles matchup throughout the season we hope you guys enjoy season four of eagles enemies presented by underground sports philadelphia and we'll catch you on the gridiron next week go birds